Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of GTI Insights, the Global Taiwan Institute's policy podcast. My name is Marshall Reed, and I'm a research assistant here with GTI. And I'm Joseph Ross, research affiliate with GTI. Today, we're so excited to be joined by Dr. Madoka Fukuda, a professor of international politics and China studies at the Department of Global Politics at Hosei University. She's also a visiting scholar with the Institute of Political Science at Academia Sinica in Taiwan, and has served as a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. Currently based in Taipei, Madoka conducts research on a really fascinating variety of topics, including Chinese diplomatic efforts, cross-strait relations, and Japan-Taiwan relations. Her first book, The PRC's Diplomacy in Taiwan, The Origin of the One China Principle, was published by Keio University Press in 2013, and her writings have been featured in journals and media outlets across the globe. Madoka, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you for inviting me to this uh, podcast. My name is Madoka Fukuda. Perfect. Well, Madoka, we're so excited to have you here today, particularly at such an interesting time. You know, tomorrow, U.S. President Joe Biden will meet with his Japanese counterpart, Yoshihide Suga, in Washington, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. marks Biden's first in-person meeting with a foreign leader. And... Obviously, meetings between the U.S. and Japanese leaders are always notable between two major allies, but this visit really seems to have taken on added strategic significance in recent days. As the PRC continues to expand its political, military, and economic pressure worldwide, the U.S.-Japan alliance has really emerged as a key component of efforts to counter Beijing. For democracies in East Asia, particularly vulnerable ones such as Taiwan, the Biden-Suga summit could really have significant implications going forward. So with all this in mind, we're, we're so glad to have you here to discuss the current state of U.S.-Japan relations, as well as their implications for cross-strait relations you know, now and in the future. So thank you again for joining us. So just to get right into it, you know, in, a, in a recent 2 plus 2 meeting between the U.S. Secretaries of Defense and State and their Japanese counterparts, the Ministers of Defense and Foreign Affairs, the U.S. and Japan really took the unprecedented step of expressing concern about Chinese behavior, both regionally and globally, and affirmed the need to, quote, maintain peace and security in the Taiwan Strait. So looking at that from your perspective, what, what's the significance of these pronouncements? You know, could this, ex- could this really signal expanded U.S.-Japan-Taiwan cooperation in the future, or is it just kind of a statement? Uh, I think it was uh, an important turning point of the alliance between the United States and Japan that their 2 plus 2 meeting included their concerns about the situation in Taiwan Strait into their joint statement. Looking back at previous meetings, such as their joint statement in February 2005, The United States and Japan have stated to encourage the peaceful resolution of issues concerning the Taiwan Strait through dialogue. However, in the recent joint statement, the ministers underscored the importance of peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. I think that this expression expresses a sense of crisis about China's aggressive behavior to change the status quo of the Taiwan Strait by force. The recent rise of military tensions is the most serious issue in the Taiwan Strait today. China has criticized Taiwan for attempting to use epidemic to seek independence and strengthen its military pressures towards the island. 
Since 2016, China's army has gradually increased flights by military aircraft around Taiwan and the sailing of carrier strike groups through the Taiwan Strait. And even during the COVID 19 crisis, it has expanded the range and frequency of its operations around Taiwan. In the Taiwan Strait today, there is an increased risk that China's military operations will collide with the US military, which is strengthening its involvement in defense of Taiwan. Therefore, the Biden administration, along with its allies, intends to deter China's actions by expressing concern about China's aggressiveness. Japan has taken a clearer stance than ever before and is in step with the United States.、Mm-hmm. Regarding the expansion of US Japan Taiwan cooperation, things aren't that simple, I think. Because historically, Japan's defense and security commitment towards the Taiwan issue is one of the most sensitive issues between Japan and China. Mm-hmm. The visible expansion of US Japan Taiwan security cooperation will lead to a strong backlash from China. And it is possible that military tensions in the Taiwan Strait could increase further. In my understanding, at present, Japan and the United States are focusing on restraining China's offensive. By expressing concerns about tensions. Then, if tensions in the Taiwan Strait continue to rise, US Japan and US Taiwan bilateral cooperation will be strengthened. And depending on their progress and necessity, Japan Taiwan cooperation may be strengthened. Fascinating. So,、um, going on to the next question. Uh, President Biden and, or as we mentioned earlier, President Biden and Prime Minister Suga are scheduled to have their first、uh, in person interview、uh, meeting tomorrow, actually.、Uh, what do you think will be the key points of their discussion? And do you believe that the issues within the Taiwan Strait will play a major role and as a conversation piece?、Okay. Uh, from the Japanese side, the issue of Taiwan Strait is related to the issue of the East and South China Seas. Especially the defense of the Senkaku Islands. In this context, the issue of the Taiwan Strait will be one of the focus points at this meeting. Combined to the enactment of the Chinese maritime police law, Japan is in- interested in how to gain US involvement and co- contract China's unilateral changes in the status quo in the region. On the other hand, Japan cannot be on the same line with the United States on the issue of Taiwanese security, as it means damaging relations with China. If the joint statement refers to the issue of the Taiwan Strait, it is important to note if there will be a difference, differences from differences to the East and South China Seas. After the 2 plus 2 meeting, 
Although Prime Minister Suga stated that the situation in the Taiwan Strait was important for Japan's national interest in the TV program, he only mentioned the issue of the East and South China Seas as his official position. I've just watched his press conference before leaving Japan today, although he was asked if he will talk about the Taiwan issue in the summit meeting. He didn't answer the question clearly. China, of course, has made strict criticisms against the 2 plus 2 joint statement and has repeatedly warned Japan not to interfere with China's internal affairs with the United States. For example, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi told Japan's Foreign Minister Motegi that Japan should respect China's internal affairs and mind your own business. He also alluded that the United States cannot represent the international community and that the few countries that follow the United States have no right to monopolize multilateral rules. Economic relations with China are still important for Japan, as you know, and the point of, of Prime Minister Suga's U.S. visit is to see how well he can keep pace with the United States, taking into account warning from China. Sure, and I, I think that's really interesting. And I, I think to, to build off that a little bit, a thing you mentioned earlier is that Japan's relationship with Taiwan is, has long been one of the most sensitive issues in its relationship with China. I mean, it's, Japan has really for a long time been reluctant to really engage with Taiwan for fear of alienating China. So what I'm interested right now, I mean, obviously there's a, a growing threat from China, but why is it that this, this reluctance is kind of, seems to be sort of wearing down? Why has Tokyo recently changed its course a bit and been more willing to engage with Taiwan? And you know, why is this happening now is my question as opposed to in the past. That's a very interesting question. Uh, I think at first, as I have already mentioned, Japanese also has great concerns about China's military and political offensives in the region today. Similar to what happened in the Taiwan Strait, the frequency of Chinese ship activity around the Senkaku Islands has not diminished even during the COVID crisis. The other is that with the inauguration of President Biden and the return of the U.S. alliance-oriented stance, the Japanese government has the intention to gain U.S. involvement in regional security, especially on the Senkaku Islands. However, in order to do so, Japan must also contribute to the alliance with the United States, which will be tested on the issue of the Taiwan Strait and the issue of democracy and human rights, such as Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Finally, although it is difficult to demonstrate how this is affecting government policy, the relationship between Japan and Taiwan has been very good in recent years in terms of economic, cultural, and social interactions. And as a result, 
Many people in Japan have become feeling an affinity with Taiwan. I think it may also reflect on the government's policies or state, state, statements' attitudes toward Taiwan. Even if the government deepens its cooperation with Taiwan in the area of defense or security, it is unlikely that public opinion will raise concerns or reluctance to do so today, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up, you know, the public opinion side, and that's something that, you know, I've, at least in my research, I've followed and tried to you know, figure out how that you know, interrelates with uh, Japan's security and how it goes about it. And um, similar, similarly related, what, at least in your experience and in your analysis, what parts of the Japanese government drive Taiwan policy? Uh, is it primarily shaped by Prime Minister Suga and his cabinet, or are there other influences coming from members of the Diet? I think the role of the Prime Minister's office is very important today. Traditionally, Japan's foreign policy has had a great influence on bureaucratic organizations such as the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. However, especially since the 2000s, political initiative or Prime Minister's office initiative were advocated. And then, under the long-term administration of the second Abe administration, this tendency became even stronger. Also, since there is no dip- diplomatic re- relationship between Japan and Taiwan, the parliamentary diplomacy has been the important pipe between Japan and Taiwan since the 1980s. The combination of these two factors significantly strengthened the leadership of the Prime Minister's office in the Abe administration's policy toward Taiwan. Since Japan has a parliamentary cabinet system, the consensus and debate of members of parliament, especially members of the ruling party, naturally have an effect. In my understanding, the Suga administration is based on a delicate balance between the factions within the LDP ruling party. So it will be important to see what kind of discussions will be made within the ruling party regarding the balance between Taiwan and China. That's fascinating. I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting to see where these policies come from. So I'd like to take a quick step back and look ahead a bit. Um, given all these, these recent developments, where do you see the future of Japan-Taiwan relations going? You know, given the, the threat of the PRC is not going away, it's, it's a growing threat. So do you believe that Japan will continue to play a larger role in cross-strait relations or is just just a, a passing fad? As I mentioned earlier, In the area of security and defense, the strengthening of U.S.-Taiwan cooperation and Japan-U.S. alliance will proceed proceed in parallel, and the cooperation between Japan and Taiwan will follow them. Historically, it is more difficult for Japan to play an active role in cross-strait relations. Needless to say, It is because Taiwan was a Japanese colony. 
and the strengthening of Japan's involvement with Taiwan and the political and military ties between Japan and Taiwan are extremely sensitive and overlooked from China's perspective. Therefore, Japan's international strengthening, inte- Japan's intentional strengthening of its involvement in the Taiwan issue could unnecessarily irritate China. Moreover, even between Japan and Taiwan, the security interests in the region are not completely shared. As already mentioned, the background to Japan's approach to the U.S. position on the Taiwan issue is the intention to gain stronger involvement from the United States, especially on the issue of the Senkaku Islands and the East China Sea. However, in the Senkaku Islands and the East China Sea, Taiwan has also claimed its own right and disagreed with the strengthening of U.S. involvement in Japan's position. So it is a little bit difficult to... uh, uh, There is also a difficulty between Japan and Taiwan in the region. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and beyond beyond security cooperation, do you see any specific areas where you know Japan and Taiwan could collaborate further? And how can Taipei and Tokyo really work together to strengthen these ties? I think in the area of economics, Japan and Taiwan could be more active in strengthening cooperation. For example, regarding Taiwan's participation in the CPTPP. If Taiwan can meet the condition for accession, the Jap- Japanese government would welcome Taiwanese appreciation application. Even within the bilateral framework of Japan and Taiwan, it would be possible to conclude further practical agreements or sublimate a series of agreements into the bilateral economic partnership agreements. As China imposes economic sanctions on neighboring countries by embargoes and tariff increases on specific products, there will be more opportunities for both sides to cooperate flexibly in the search for new sales channels, as seen in the recent Taiwanese pineapple example, I think. In terms of security, it is easy to seek cooperation for projects that belong to the non-traditional security field. In fact, since 2019, Japan has participated in the Global Cooperation and Training Framework, GCTF, launched by the United States and Taiwan in 2015. And Japan will host its joint committee this year. This is an initiative to invite officials and experts from Southeast Asia and Pacific countries to hold workshops on areas that are common issues in the region, such as disinformation, international crime, and disaster prevention. Mm -hmm. 
such Japan-U.S. Taiwan cooperation will be further enhanced and expanded in the near future. Well, that's great. I, I, I think mm-hmm. you've you've done a great job of framing these issues, and thank you again, Madoka, for joining us. I I know that we're all interested in the outcome of tomorrow's summit, but I think you've done a great job of giving us an overview of what's happening, what's at stake, and what are the implications of this meeting. So thank you again, Madoka, for joining us. Thank you very much. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us for another episode of GTI Insights. Thank you also to the great staff and interns at GTI for all their help with every step of producing this podcast. Finally, a big thank you to my co-host Joe Rost and his fantastic band Ruraima for providing the music for our podcast. If you're interested in learning more about GTI, be sure to check out our website at globaltaiwan.org, where you can find information about our Global Taiwan Brief and our frequent public seminars. You can also listen to more GTI episodes of GTI Insights on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts, as well as on our website's podcast page. Until next time, this has been GTI Insights.